Goal setting. So it's the start of the year. You're pretty motivated and ready to get going with your health and fitness in 2020. So it's time to set some goals, but you have no idea how to do it, let alone make them into a reality. Where do I start? What are the, what goals are the best? How will I achieve them? These are just some of the questions that might be running through your head. It's okay though, it's perfectly normal and is a sign of your motivation. So what is the first step? In this podcast, we're going to discuss the basic theory behind goal setting, behavior versus outcome goals, practical goal setting, and provide you with a framework to turn those goals into action. If you've read enough though, or listened to enough, should I say, um, and can't wait to get started, then feel free to contact us on info at base.training to book a law free phone consultation. Without further ado, though, I'm going to introduce the guys that are with me. Um, I've got Mr. Stefan Winder, and Mr. Will Strafty, and myself, Mr. Lee Carter. And as always, we're going to quickly tell you where you can find us. Uh, Stefan, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. It's at coach underscore Stefan underscore Winder. You can find me on LinkedIn, Stefan Winder MSC. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Stefan Winder, Strength and Movement Coach, and you can hit me up on email, Stefan at base.training. And William, where, where can everyone find you? Uh, so you can get me on Instagram, coach underscore Will underscore Strathdee, LinkedIn, Will Strathdee, Facebook, Will Strathdee, Health and Fitness Coach, email, will at base.training. Awesome. And myself, you can find me, Lee Carter UK, on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And my email is lee at base.training. If you want more information again about base training as the team, as the company, as the business, uh, you can go to www.base.training uh, on the internet and uh, find out more information on there. Um, also, if you want to sign up for our newsletter, you can do that via the website or you can just drop us an email with something like sign me up in the subject line and we'll will put you into the newsletter so you can get all the free tips and blogs and podcasts and links and notifications and stuff like that that we send out. So, goal setting theory. As always, we like to start with a definition. Um, and as always, I lumber it with Stefan. So, Stefan, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is goal setting? Like, Can you define it for us? So, goal setting is... a uh literally what it says on the tin so you're outlining exactly what you want to achieve and what processes that you need to perform and what targets you need to hit along the way in order to hit that objective super simple isn't it um anything to add there will no No, i think it's quite important to say that uh, for a lot of people goals can be very motivational uh, and using that and keep people motivated along the way to um, a life, a prosperous, lifelong career in health and fitness. Yeah. As a student of the game, <laughs> <laughs> the game of life. Um, yeah. It helps build confidence, doesn't it? In in actually achieving goals. Like if you know where you're headed, it can help you plan. It can help you manage um, your time and other resources. Um, it can really help you move forwards especially if you are in a position where you're just not going anywhere you've plateaued maybe or um you just don't know what to do you've got to, you've got to start somewhere and usually a good place to start is to know where you want to go 
What I have found though is that goal setting can sometimes be a bit futile, in the, especially in the new year, which is what the context we're speaking of being. Everyone sets goals in the second of January. Boom! I'm going to start my New Year's fitness regime, and again from the research, it's, I can't remember the exact stat, but it's a very high percentage something around like 80% of most New Year's resolutions have failed by February. Um, so I think goal setting can be a bit uh, futile sometimes if you're not doing it correctly and if you're just setting the wrong type of goals. Um, I think firstly though, you've got to, you've got to re- reflect, haven't you, to know where you want to go, you've got to reflect on how you've done the previous year. If you've set any goals, it doesn't have to be exactly related to your uh, fitness. It could be oh, I had a work goal um, what you to achieve? Did you achieve it? Uh, you maybe had a, a personal relationship-based goal. You wanted to get married. Did you achieve it? Um, whatever that might be. Um, it's all too off easy to forget your previous journey, as in you can't know your part. You can't know where you're going without knowing your, where you've been. Um, what about you guys? What's your thoughts on goal setting theory and the reflection, especially in the new year? I think that a lot of the, you said obviously there's a lot of drop off within the New Year's resolution, people that set goals. I think a lot of that to do is that they're not really setting goals for the right reason. Um, it's like that tradition, oh, it's New Year, I must make a New Year's resolution. So it's not something that they truly believe in or truly want to do. It's something that they kind of get caught up in doing with their friends, their family, and uh, probably social media. Um, because Yes, obviously, at the start of the new year, it's a good time. You can say new year, new me, all that stuff. But like, if it's if your new year's resolution is truly something that you wanted to do, why haven't you done it before then? Why have you not taken steps to kind of put that goal into place before the new year? So I think it's because it's a, let's call it a tradition. I don't know if that's the right term for new year's resolutions. But people get caught up in doing it just for the sake of doing them. Uh, so it's not, that's probably why there's a drop off because they don't really care about the goal. Because if they cared about it, they would have done it before the new year. It's quite a valuable point you make there, really, about it being a tradition. Right? People just doing it because they think they should be doing it. And it's not really what they want to do. And if you, if that's, again, if it's your health and fitness and you don't want to go to the gym, that's completely fine. Like It's completely up to you. No one's going to chastise you if you don't. But if you say you want to do it and, or you want to run a 5K or whatever it is, and you start going to the gym, you want to go to the gym and it's for your health then like actually knowing the reason why you want to do it is usually a bit better and we're going to talk a little bit more about outcome goals and things but I think if you see it as a tradition if you understand that whether it's a tradition or the tradition of it is why you're doing it or if it's actually what you want could actually be quite um, powerful and actually whether or not you achieve it because it's, I know it's quite demotivating because every year they look back, they forget about that bit, that tradition bit. And every year they look back and go, oh, why should I set goals? I fail every year. Like, uh, yeah, because maybe you set it for the wrong reasons. And like you said, um, in my experience, working with people, the ones that come to me and want to set a goal, they've already started doing the things that they need to be doing to get there already, or to get there. What about you, Stefan? Yeah, um, Will did make a really, really good point there. Um, and I think a lot of people use that as a catalyst, maybe, because they're 
afraid that they won't have the support otherwise if they do it at another point in the year. Um, whereas if they wait till the new year to try and achieve a goal, they know that a lot of other people will be setting goals at the same time. So a lot of people will be working towards something and they almost have like people to lean on in that sense. So you have you can kind of form a community with your family and say like your mum and dad are trying to achieve something so you can kind of use each other to keep each other motivated regardless of what your goal is um again i think that if you need motivation to do something that you want to achieve then it's not the right goal for you and maybe it's actually not necessarily an achievable goal for you as well so you're trying to delay facing that fact by having a support network and having people to motivate you even though you, it might be quite far out of reach so um i always like to follow the smart principle with setting goals so something that's specific so right down to the nitty-gritty what exactly is it that you want to do so instead of i want to lose weight i want to lose two kilos because i need to make weight for a fight something like that i don't know it doesn't have to be sport in the sports context, but it needs to be that specific uh, so you can break it down further. It needs to be measurable. It needs to be able to continue monitoring and re-evaluating it. Uh, it needs to be attainable. Like It needs to be something that you can achieve. It can't be something ridiculous like, I want to lose 30 stone in a month. Like It's just not possible. <laughs> um, I know that's obviously quite, a, quite an outrageous challenge anyway, but that's, that's something that's completely unrealistic for most people. Um, something that's again realistic which kind of is in the same vein as that uh, and time orientated so giving yourself a set period of time to achieve that goal and if you don't achieve it and maybe that goal was too uh, was maybe unobtainable for you in the first place so then next time when it comes back to that reflection you can be like oh okay maybe I was a bit too optimistic with the time frame so when I reset this goal I'm going to give myself longer and it's just that constant cycle of monitoring, testing, re-evaluating. And that's what's going to help you get those goals. Yeah. I, I, I like smart goals, goals too. I think it's important though to understand what the smart goal process and going through that process is actually for. It's, it's not for helping you necessarily to achieve your goals. It's literally helping you decide what your goal is. And I think all too often people go, okay, I've set smart goals. Cool, what next? <laughs> I have no idea how to go about achieving them now. Uh, so I think it's, it's important, you can't stop there. Um, you have to have, like smart goals without an action plan are absolutely useless. And without a plan of how to turn those goals into behaviours, those behaviours into skills, so that eventually it all culminates to uh, to you achieving your goal and oftentimes with an action plan you end up surpassing it um, and you achieve them so much quicker and it turns the like you talked about uh, people at Christmas waiting for others waiting for a support group around them which I think is perf- again perfectly fine um, we're going to talk a little bit about how important a support network is uh, in a little bit in a little bit um, but it turns that we've talked about push and pull motivations before it turns that push motivation where someone's dragging you to the gym to you being the one doing the dragging if you've got an action plan in place to help you get there because um, it's, it, it's it's great seeing the path but without having like kind of like stepping stones in place um to walk along you, you just it's uh it's, it's, it turns it like stops it being quite futile otherwise 
Would you guys agree? Yeah, I think that we speak about that quite often. Um, is having the process that um, keeps you on track towards that goal. We spoke about it last last episode um, mm. in terms of your plan for Christmas and what's going to keep you. This is all well and good saying what you want to do, but if you don't know how to achieve it, it's like you're never going to get there. Like, like I could say, I want to climb Everest. I have no idea how I'd do that. Yeah. So like, it's very unrealistic. I can't just go there now and start climbing it because I'll die. Mm. Like, you have to not only plan the end. Judging, plan by, sorry, the... judging by when we pe- went up Penny Fan. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> you can't just plan the end destination. You have to plan the route or else you'll get lost on the way. Yeah. That's a very poignant point there. <laughs> yeah, so what you're really talking about is process versus task oriented goals, isn't it? But I think what having process smart goals allows you to do is make your uh, task goal, your outcome goal, even bigger. It allows, like, like so instead of saying, okay, I'm going to lose £2 in this year, it turns that into £20 by having a really clear, structured plan of how to get there. Um, and then focusing on the process, again, like you alluded to, and building goals around the process. So you've got little uh, way markers and um, mini motivators to so that when your, your motivation potentially is waning because it's going to happen. I literally just had this conversation with a client yesterday. They don't feel like they are at the place they should be. Um, they don't feel like they're doing well enough and they're just it's tumbling downhill. We kind of outcut, we outlined, we went back through the process goals and he's like, actually, I've achieved enough all of those. Um, and I said, it's not going to get easier, especially with the task that he has ahead of him. It's quite, it's a very tough one. Um, it's not going to get easier. It's only going to get harder for him, unfortunately. Uh, but he's going to tick off those little tasks at the same time. It's easy to focus on the bit you're failing on. Um, like I said, going back to that process, understanding the process and having your goals set along the way um, is going to help you achieve a much loftier goal at a time. When we are considering outcomes versus behaviours, we've mentioned those a couple of times, what are the differences? Like why, why is it important to differentiate between the two and understand it? Who wants to take that question? Uh, I'll give it a go. Go on, Stefan. Go on, So, the outcome Stephen, is... Stephen. <laughs> the The outcome is, like, the tangible thing that we want to achieve. Like, that's the thing that you're striving towards. Whereas the behaviour is uh, the attitude and the, the little day-to-day things that you change about the way you may approach things in order to actually achieve that outcome so by having to adopt maybe new behaviors or new habits to work towards those outcomes that's actually what's going to help you change for the better uh, have, for example if someone wants to lose body fat they that's the outcome they want to lose that body fat but along the way we change their behavior and their attitude towards food so instead of eating loads and loads of oven cooked beige food like the classic student diet just like sausage rolls and potatoes and chips and pizzas and all this kind of stuff instead of that we change their behavior towards cooking so we show them 
maybe new means of cooking that they may not have had the skills to do before we we give them advice on what they can be cooking uh give them recipes and things like this so they can actually start to enjoy that cooking process and be like oh you know what it's not as bad as i thought it was it's actually quite fun um something that's low skill to start with and as that skill grows and develops and their behave and their attitude towards that starts to improve and they become a lot more positive about that uh that process of cooking by the end of it they would have not only lost the weight, but they've now actually got a brand new skill set that they can take forward and apply to new goals in the future. Um, so I sp- that's the difference. So outcome is literally just, it doesn't matter what the means are, you just want to achieve that thing. Whereas the behaviors are changing your habits along the way so that you can go, you can hit your target and go beyond in order to achieve new targets in the future. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Building skills is essentially what you're talking about, isn't it? Like, yeah. Especially when it comes to behaviour goals. It, building skills create long-term behavioural change and they have a massive inter- impact upon your positive attitude towards the process. And the process isn't going to be easy. I think, you know, all too often we think, we've got this goal, oh, I'll be fine getting there. It's, it's not. It's going to be tough. You're going to have times where your motivation is waning because... And you, you reflect upon the, like the more immediate past. Um, you reflect and, go, and actually it's that you've had little sleep, you're on shift work, you've had an argument with your missus or whatever it is, you think it's going to be easy. But allowing or building these skills, again, gives you a skill for life, essentially, that you can take forwards and helps you achieve other goals. Um, but also it improves your motivation and your attitude towards... Um, the times when it gets tough, you go, actually, well, I've got these skills. Um, I don't need to feel as shit as I do um, because I'm, I'm doing all the things necessary to get to where I want to be. This is just a moment, momentary blip in my motivation and it helps you pull it, out, pull it out of that funk or pull you out of that funk a lot quicker. Um, <laughs> summed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's important, isn't it? Um, and that's where... Again, where we operate, we don't, we're not telling you what to do all the time. We're, we're trying to help a client do it for themselves, like the, the old, what's the, the saying, teach a man to fish or whatever it is. And he'll, mm-hmm. or give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day, teach a man to fish and he'll eat for the rest of his life or something like that. Yeah. That's essentially what we're trying to do. It sounds a bit corny. And <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's what they're doing, of course it is. Um, the only way you can believe us is by experiencing it, <laughs> really. Uh, so, again, it, it's understanding outcome versus behaviour, understanding the process versus the task, understanding the difference between smart goals and action plans and how they all amalgamate together is going to help you achieve your goal um, in a much, much faster rate. I, w- I would say, I would go as far to say like 50% quicker in a lot lot of cases um then like in your head you think oh this might take years i reckon we can cut that down in half just by setting your goal prop correctly and properly um again we're not talking out our ass and we're not making this stuff up this is well researched in behavioral psychology and uh, behavioral science and goal setting theory um it's been developed for years and practice for years uh, we're not making this stuff up so um, but going back to uh, 
building the skills, again, having an action plan. What we've done is, again, on our newsletter, if you haven't signed up for that, there's going to be a um, company in this podcast. There's going to be a, uh, um, a PDF, of PDF type thing, that you can download that is basically a table that you write your goal at the top. You then... Um, you can set like monthly targets and then the skills and actions that it takes to achieve those each on, on a daily basis and you repeat those and there's a whole process behind it along with a blog. So if you want to get access to that, then send us your email and sign up to the uh, newsletter and you'll be able to see that. Um, support network then, Stefan alluded to it earlier. Um, I think if you're ridiculously motivated and uh, pretty relentless and tenacious. You might be able to figure this stuff out um, yourself, a bit of a lone rager and kind of amble your way somehow to uh, to your goals. And there are people that are able to do that and um, crack on, carry on with that. If you want to get there even quicker, then you need a bit of structure. And that's a big, very big maybe. Uh, the, the chances of that happening are pretty slim. Um, it's, it's like, saying you're going to go and lose a load of weight in the local hit class like the chances of you actually sustaining that very low unfortunately um, in our experience a lot of people need some amount of coaching and support um, to help you through your the dark days um, and it's not a sign of weakness or incompetence um, it's actually what we do what humans do and how, how we learn to read, write, walk and talk. We, uh, we have a support network. You don't start walking like when you're two years old. Is that when kids start walking? <laughs> I have no idea. Five years old? Um, they, they wobble about. Parents hold their hands or they hold onto a guide, guardrail or whatever it is, onto the couch to learn to walk. Like they're using a support network. Um, and... It's how we become better parents and partners, and it's how you actually grow as human beings with support and accountability. Um, the individualist hero who accomplishes big things all by themselves is a, is a myth. So, what sort of things like Stefan, you mentioned it about um, people waiting till Christmas to have that support. Mm-hmm. What what is it about support that helps people achieve their goals? What were you talking about? Uh, I think it's just that human interaction, isn't it? It's something we all crave that gratification from others. Um, that's what we need, and that's what's going to give people the means to continue. Um, it's, <laughs> we, uh, it's a term we like to use: giving people a stroke uh, in psychology. So, uh, giving them a high five, or saying "well done," or saying "keep going," just that. That instant gratification that they are they are alive and that they are doing what they're doing that they're working hard to, towards something uh, something objective is uh, hugely rewarding for a lot of people and that sometimes that's all they need just knowing that they're not alone um, and that they're not just stuck in this wormhole of <laughs> of struggle uh, that they're actually there are people around that they can talk to even if that person isn't necessarily working towards a goal just being able to, that person just saying like, no, keep going, you're doing really well. Like, uh, I know I'm not doing it, but I'm here if you need me. And doing what they can to help that person is just, it's, it's huge. And we know it as coaches, just 
giving that someone a high five so they can dig that little bit deeper and achieve a PB might be all they need, uh, as opposed to just being by themselves and in the gym, and, uh, especially in our old facility, which is very old, find the motivation to push yourself hard uh, can be quite difficult, but having that other person there just say, no, you're doing well, is is huge. That social interaction is massive. That's what separates us from the animals at the end of the day. It's the fact that we can talk and we can be emotive and we can be supportive. So I think that's why it's a lot of people need that and wait for that New Year's because they know that a lot of other people will be on that same wavelength and they'll all be looking or craving that little bit of support. So, um, but again, coming back to that point I mentioned as well, like if this is something that truly means a lot to you, you won't need that. You will be intrinsically motivated to an extent, but maybe that extrinsic support is what's just going to push you that final mile to make sure that you achieve it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, given a uh, um, a recent example that Elliot Kipchoge, that when he ran, just ran the two hour marathon, like he did yeah. not do that alone. Like yes, he was the one that um, crossed the line, but he had a car following them behind him, pointing out the like the the shape that they the, his support team and pace runners who joined on. I think it's like every five miles they changed. He had this massive, and then they rested and they came back round, something like that. And uh, he had Nike designing him a special shoe. Um, he had the best science, uh, sports scientist helping him with his nutrition and his hydration. Like he had a massive support team around him. And but when you talk to him, or when he did his interviews, he didn't talk necessarily talk about that as his motivation to get it. He talked about showing what's possible and he's like i want to make people believe that you can come from nothing which he did he came from extreme poverty to breaking a record that no one ever thought was possible he wanted to show that like that is possible and um another guy a guy called nims day his next special forces gurkha from british army he's just climbed the i think it's the 14 14 mountains above eight thousand foot in seven months I think he did he called it Project Possible and uh, the previous record was eight years he did it in seven months he did Everest and I think Lao Host or whatever it's called which is pretty much next door in ten hours like just to show what is possible And but he didn't do it alone he had a team around him a team of uh, Sherpas and helicopters and uh, sponsors all helping him out to get to that, to achieve that goal, to show what is possible. So it really shows that if you want to achieve something that's pretty, that seems insurmountable, um, that you do need a support team around you. Uh, and like you said, it's just that it's that last last five percent, isn't it, that um, that helps push you forwards. And like I said, it's what separates us from the animals. Um, we can work together, and you can figure figure a lot of stuff out, especially when it gets tough. It helps with reflection people to get an outside look in um that's why people have coaches essentially business coaches ceos don't most ceos have a coach of some sort um it's not even that those coaches are experts it's just they hire someone to go okay i've got this i need you to look in from the outside to see what i'm not seeing um i just listened to a book called range as well um it's essentially about how having a diverse set of experiences actually is potentially more important 
to solving like really tough specific issues. So as an example, Na the example one of the examples they used, NASA had a uh, a problem that couldn't been couldn't be solved. It been it lasted like thirty thirty five years, and they couldn't solve it. You had all these specialists, the world's smartest people working at NASA, and they couldn't solve it. They put it up on this website for this exact reason to get an outside look in, sold within six weeks. Right, so it's again, it's that extending their support network and having someone else look in and uh, might potentially motivate them, say, oh, you're missing this, have you thought about this? Um, so I think it's, it's incredibly important to have that support network, but ultimately it does come down to you doing the work. <laughs> uh, and that's really what's gonna get you there. Anything to add, Will? Um, just like in terms of uh, what Stefan mentioned, in terms of people uh, feel like they're doing the same thing as you and like going along with your goal. I think that's the big draw, especially with New Year's. So like if you have a fitness-related goal and you go to the gym, you know there's probably you know fifty other people in there, a very similar goal, and they're going for the same reasons as you. And for someone, because I get when I go to the gym in the New Year and I see all the new faces, I'm like, yes. From a help, from a coach's perspective, I'm like, yes, I'm glad all these people have like, taken the step to uh, getting healthier, becoming fitter, and that fills me with like a little bit of joy inside, watching all these oh. new people work on their fitness. So I get it from like a the client's perspective. They go to the gym and see all these other people doing similar things. I'm like, yes, all these other people are here for the same reasons as me. I'm going to keep coming, and almost creates like a little bit of competition. I'm going to achieve my goal just like they're going to. And then they all drop off, like, and because their support network isn't like it's not efficient. But if all these people that are new went to the gym, and like, oh, these people are going for the same reasons as me. It's their New Year's resolution to lose body weight too. I'm going to buddy up with them and make sure we come to the gym three times a week together. Make sure we see each other in there. That creates more like accountability and support for them, but it does mean you have to speak to strangers in the gym, and people don't want to do that. But you're more likely to achieve your goal if you have a, a gym buddy. You don't have to train with them. Just go in there, make sure you speak to them and like, checking up on each other rather than just watching people in the distance thinking, I'm going to beat my goal before you do. Yeah, it's that training partner idea, isn't it? A training partner philosophy. Yeah, like, you I... don't even need to be a training partner. No. Just that, that there's people that I see in the gym all the time I speak to. And I know that if I had a goal, and I maybe spoke about it in brief conversation with them, and I didn't go, I feel like they would probably be like, oh, I wonder where he is. Mm. And that's all that some people need. Like, I know like, Rachel started training with me quite often, and she did, if she doesn't come, she feels like she's let me down. Mm. And I think that's what people need. They need that kind of that person they feel like they might have let down if they don't go to the gym, because they're going to be letting themselves down they're not going to be achieving their goal. But if they feel like they're letting someone else down as well, they're probably going to go because no one wants to let people down. No. We're quite, I think humans are inherently quite selfless, aren't they? They would rather help someone else before they help themselves. Exactly. I think, whether that's because actually helping yourself is quite a big burden to say, oh, it's, I'm letting myself down. That can be quite a big burden. It's sometimes maybe a coping strategy to actually allow us to do things to actually carry on doing things um, by, I don't want to say passing the buck, but just maybe unintentionally or slightly, not even unintentionally, intentionally putting some of that else, some of that on someone else. And going, actually, if it's too tough for me to take just by saying I'm letting myself down. So I'm going to say I'm letting them down, which makes it even 
makes it even worse, maybe? I don't know. Um, yeah, it I seems like it might be some sort of coping strategy we use. We need to read a bit more about that, I think. It'd be interesting to know more about. Yeah, so like if like I think if people set goals and they buddied up with someone in the gym and they didn't turn up and they let them down, they, they would be very motivated to continue to go because they don't want to let uh, this random person down. Yeah, like that, that has put time and effort into like caring for them and like caring about their goal with them. Like you don't want to let that person down because then they're just going to think you're a bit of a shitty person. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But I've, yeah, I've experienced that. Like you, I, I've personally got a like for my goal. I've got a, a we never said oh, we're an accountability buddy. It's just kind of, it's just working out that way. Like the more now we're talking about it, I'm like actually yeah we we do do that every now and then like every week or so we'll send each other a message like what's your training been like this week simple like that and we'll tell each other our training or we say oh, actually I've been a bit I've been a bit shit this week um, and then one of us will be like well get a grip mate come on <laughs> like you, you want, you've got this goal don't be a don't be an idiot right? you want this wanted this goal for how long like, don't be an idiot and um, like let it go through something simple as like skipping a training day and those things add up. Like if you skip one, means you might skip and skip tomorrow and the next day. But then actually, when you're going through your goal and trying to complete it, you might just that skipping mentality might cause you to just jack it in and go, "Nah, I can't be asked anymore." So I think it's it's quite important to have a like I said, a bit of accountability. Do you guys have have gym buddies or someone that keeps you accountable? Um. Yeah. Um. My work colleagues, they, they we all keep each other accountable. Um, I, I'm always a big believer in kind of like uh, leading by example, uh, particularly working in the industry we work in where we are health professionals, we're coaches. We should be seen to be doing the things that maybe our clients are struggling with. So it'd be like, okay, you know what? Like He's not just saying, I'll do this, do that. He's actually going and doing it himself. So maybe I can do it. It's not that hard. Um, so I always like to train on shift in front of clients so that they know that I am working just as hard as they are, if not harder, to give them something to aspire to. Um, and if there's a day where I'm feeling I'm not so good, um, the other work colleagues that I have, my the other coaches will be like, come on, we're about to go train, let's like come train with us. And it's just that sometimes it's all you need, but on the whole part, I'm very self-motivated, I don't need anyone to push me to, to train even if I'm not feeling great I'll still do it because I know what I want to achieve and I want to be able to have long-term health and long-term sustainability and even if I miss one or two days out of that that's okay because it's all about the bigger picture it's not about the here and now necessarily um, and that's what allows me to have that mentality so it's like okay if I need to skip that session I can and I can just make up for it another time because right now I'm not feeling good but in a week or two weeks I'll be feeling okay and this goal is a 10 year plus goal that I'm trying to work towards um, but yes if there, if there is a day where you're just like oh I haven't got the time to train today and you're kind of making excuses feeling a bit sorry for yourself it's like mate you've got an hour let's go Yeah, and that's that's all you need sometimes exactly sometimes I think for some people because like, accountability and having someone there in a support network is massively important but if you're not that person that's confident enough to go up to someone in the gym and go excuse me what's your goal can we be friends 
Um, <laughs> obviously, it's not going to be that blunt, but maybe it needs to be. If you're not that confident, or maybe maybe you don't have like, many friends, that's completely fine. And uh, or you don't even work colleagues. You maybe work from home. Like it's, I work from home. Like I don't see many people throughout the week. Um, so it's. I think that's that's why we recommend coaching, um, paying someone to keep you accountable. Like it, it doesn't necessarily need to be a someone that's going to provide you with a program like us. It could just be a, there's probably account excuse me accountability coaches out there. If you just type online <laughs> accountability coach, someone will probably pop up. Don't know how they much they charge, but um, having a coach is extremely useful. And because most people don't have a way of keeping themselves accountable. I know personally, if you have, um, my, my goal is very intrinsic. So I've got a real big intrinsic drive. And if you don't know what intrinsic means, it's internal. It's coming from within. It's not about the outcome necessarily. It's, um, it's, 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 it's about the why, coming back to the why, what you want to do something. Um, can be enough to keep you accountable. Um, and there's other strategies like positive men, uh, positive self-talk. Um, and there's a loads of different mental skills, again, which I went through yesterday with my client. Um, we use reflection. We use positive self-talk. Um, we use visual aids, um, as in what he could be using to kick his, give himself a kick up the arse. You can put things on the line. You can make a promise to yourself, whatever it might be, right? Write it on the wall, in, write your goal in front of your desk if you work from home or if you're at work and pull it somewhere that's clearly obvious that you can see it. Um, I'm using loads of hand movements <laughs> that no one's going to be able to see. Uh, talking with my hands. But that's why we recommend personal coaching. Um, and we believe we have some of the best coaches in the country. Um, so, guys, I'll sum it up in a bit, but what what is personal coaching to you? I know you've all used it in the past and currently use it. Um, so for me, it's, in my opinion, from my experience of like having a coach, um, like Lee, Lee is my coach. We, we don't talk that often um, in terms of uh, on a level of like support. We have our conversations when we need to, but it's not like I need like, ongoing support from him. But the way that it's personal to me is that he, he understands who I am and what I want to achieve and therefore kind of provides me with what I need to do for that, but knows I can handle a lot of the other stuff. Um, so it's not like I'm wasting any time. Uh, and it's it just gives me, like in terms of the accountability as well, like, I know that I've invested money into Lee and he's investing his time to give me the best service he can. But if I don't do what he tells me to do, like I'm wasting my money, my time, his time, and I'm just going to feel like let him down by wasting his time. So like having that personal kind of attachment to the, like the program and the coach um, gives me accountability and support and just fun. But for me, it's like, Part of a fun health and fitness program is having that attachment to what you do and enjoying it and being emotionally invested. It not that I'm gonna like, cry if I miss a session, but like, if I feel like I'm letting someone down, I'm wasting their time, like that's like important to me. I don't want to do that. 
But if I didn't have a personal coach, if I'm just using a program online and I miss a session, who cares? No one. No. Especially if you're not that intrinsically driven, again, which is fine. A lot, a lot of people win Olympic golds without being intrinsically driven. They want that gold medal. It's completely fine. They, they get to the top levels of success without being intrinsically driven. Um, there's no right or wrong answer. I like, I like what you said about um, the fact that you don't necessarily need someone in your face all the time. You, it's more about what you need from it, if that makes sense. Whereas I, I don't need to be shouting at you. A lot of people have a, an idea that a coach is going to be like a military drill instructor where they're just shouting and screaming at you all the time. And I've, I was a PTI in the army, and that is essentially what you do. You're just shouting and screaming a lot of the time. Um, and, and a lot of people don't really need that. So, Stefan, what is, what's personal coaching to you? Uh, yeah, same as what Will said, really. It's uh, being able to cater to what's in front of you, uh, being able to appeal to the person uh, rather than just as an object. So, like, if you get, like, a cookie-cutter program online, it's literally just they don't care. Here you go. See you later. If you check in with me, that's fine. If you don't, that's also fine. Don't really care. Um, I've got your money now. That's fine. Um, it's it's completely different to that. It's getting to know that person on an individual basis. What makes them tick? Um, so obviously, we'll be very intrinsically motivated. I've got a lot of clients that also are, but then I've got a couple of clients that require a bit more support, a bit more of a push. Uh, they're just like, oh, I'm not really feeling the gym today. So I. I I question them I'm like why why not what, what's what's the reason that you're not going to the gym today and I, oh i'm just busy with work okay what what did your work day look like and just trying to find the real reason and a lot of the time it just boils down to i slept in late i was tired and that's fine but like it's it's finding that reason uh to because you don't want to put them off as well uh it's it's not about that. It's not being jumping down their throat all the time and why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? And not being necessarily negative. It's just trying to identify the reasons so that you can relate to that person better so that you can re- relay information more clearly to help them understand their goals better so that they can continue to work towards it and do it for the long term rather than just, oh, I'm just going to do this for six weeks and then I'm going to go on holiday and then I'm going to eat loads of crap, drink loads of alcohol and just go back to type. Uh, it's about sustainable change, and that comes through individualization. Yeah, I like that. Um, like you said about some, like, it's not always some, you don't always need someone screaming in your face. Uh, but some people do. Some people do need a bit of that. Again, using a bit of an example from my own experience, uh, I've got a client, they, they want to join the Special Forces, the military. And they were chopping and changing and kind of just messing about with the program um, a little bit. And they said, is that okay? I said, no, like you need to get a grip and you need to just get it done. Like stop trying to make it fit your life, if that makes sense. Stop, because their goal is very performance orientated. They're intrinsically driven, but it's performance orientated. And people that achieve those performance goals generally tend to wrap their life in support of their goal and what he was trying to do is the opposite he was trying to put his goal or his training in support of his life and I said nope mate you gotta get a fucking grip of yourself um, this is a serious task you have ahead of you and it's not gonna you're not gonna achieve it if you carry on the way you are and he went 
you're fucking right. <laughs> we were on a call and he's like, you're absolutely right. I need to get a grip of myself. Um, I think having a coach that knows, like you said, you're on an individual level. And this is what it is to me. It's why I've got a coach. I don't need someone every, to keep telling me, you need blah, 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 screaming at me all the time. But I've had those moments where I've been a bit whiny and my coach has gone, look, mate, get a grip of yourself. <laughs> like, crack on. Just hurry up and get it done. Um, I'm like, yeah, fucking hell, I need to sh- shut up and just stop whinging and get on with it. Because um, we like, humans like to moan, that's what we do. And we're never happy. <laughs> it's like, what is it? Satisfaction is often tantamount to boredom, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what it is to me as well. Like, personalization, individualization, um, accountability when it's needed. Um, some people need a lot of support. Generally, at the start of the program, again, I did on my program. I know, Will, we worked a lot closer together when we first started. Um, and most people, eventually, you slowly phase out that that level of, like, high level of accountability in favour of autonomy so that you can do it for yourself. And that's what ultimately what we're trying to achieve as coaches is that we're trying to teach you to do this for yourself so that you don't need us for the rest of your life. Uh, like... Some people need management for the rest of their life and maybe they haven't got time to invest into education around this uh, to an extent where they can manage it on their own and they prefer the external input uh, and they do it for the rest of their life. Um, recently went over to America and the guy I was uh, shadowing, he's had clients for like 25 plus years. Been coming back to him once a month for 25 years. But in the start, it was two or three times a week three or four years but they changed that to create autonomy and slowly letting letting the reel out letting the rope out to let them run free <laughs> but so i so suppose summing it up um so we don't, I don't ramble on as usual most people don't want an expert uh, they want a guide um a coach someone that they can trust and respect most people don't want someone screaming in their face uh, coaching them 24 7 again We've discussed that's not what we do unless it's absolutely necessary. Um, they just want the confidence of knowing someone that is there when they need it. Um, a base training coach is a personal, lifelong student. We're always trying to learn and further our skill and knowledge. Um, and they understand and we understand that humans are pretty complex beings and it's not a straight line, linear path to where you want to be. Um, Individuals have their own individual needs and goals and understanding that's an integral part of the success of a base training client. So if you want to know more about what we can do for you and whether we can help, um, especially with goal setting, um, you can head on to the website, click go to get started, click on our pictures um, with the coach that you want to work with and it'll take you straight to their calendar and you can book a 15 minute free consultation um, just to see what what the deal is and then after that we'll book a uh, a 60 to 90 minute Skype consultation um, again which is free to see if we can help and see if we can work together in the future help you set goals whatever it is and see if we can figure out a plan to help you get there even if it's a short term thing um, if it's just help with your goal setting we can see if we can help Anything to add, guys? No, sir. Yes. Go for it. If you're setting goals in the new year, make sure they're achievable 
and give yourself an action plan to give yourself the best chance of success. Perfect. Perfect. Um, we look forward to hearing about your success. Send us, send us some, um, send us your goals. If you want accountability, tell someone. Send us to them. Send them in your email. Send them in an email to info at base training, or Lee will or Stefan at base training, with your goals. Write them down. Send them to us in an email, and uh, and that is the first start step of keeping yourself accountable, isn't it? Telling someone potentially. Um, but until then. We look forward, as I said, we look forward to uh, turning those actions into those achievements and seeing them, seeing them flourish. So we will speak to you soon. Happy New Year and good luck. <laughs>